Time now for Breaking Bones with Dr. George Bari and Joe C. An informative but laid-back approach to sports medicine on 1010XL. Yeah. Now, let's break some bones. Oh, man, I'm, I'm ready for this Sunday to end the last several Sundays. It's Breaking Bones, and we're trying to break an L streak. Welcome in. Breaking Bones on a Sunday morning. Hopefully you're up. You've poured a cup of coffee, a little cup of joe, and we are ready to go for the next 30 minutes. We talk sports injuries. Joe C. from XL Primetime, noon to 3, weekdays right here on the Superstation. And Gio, I like to call him, jo- Dr. George Barry. You see how I mix that yeah. up? You see how I you mix still that don't up? know my name. Yeah. Dr. George Barry, fellowship trained under the renowned Dr. James Andrews. Are you ready to rock and roll? I am fired up. Well, I, I want to end this L streak, and I yeah. don't know exactly how we're going to do it. We have a special guest today. I don't know. But three straight, not just Sundays, but a Monday night, yeah. a Sunday, yeah. and a Sunday night. I sent I sent Joe uh, a clip uh, of uh, not being political here, but it said, this is the Jaguars. It was a clip of Donald Trump when he was saying, no, no, turn off the lights. I don't like the bright lights. It was a clip of the Jaguars in the national spotlight. Well, the Every other time thing- that comes on them, they say, no, no, please turn it off because we're not going to do so. I mean, under the lights, these are rare opportunities to win football games. Right, and we had two. In one year, which we haven't had in God knows how long. And, yeah. you know. and, and and by the way, we have this chant here in Jacksonville we call Duval. And when you do it on social media, it's three U's. Okay. Duval. Now it's three L's. Aye. Okay. Aye. That hurts. All right. Now, we have got uh, 30 minutes to talk sports injuries. If you want to hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, you can hit it 641-1010. If you're waking up and you're like, oh, my gosh, my shoulder hurts, my elbow, my knee, whatever it might be. You can ask Dr. George Barry. He gives you free medical advice yeah, for the next 30 free minutes. Free advice, and you get what you pay for. So, yeah, six four one ten ten. If you like it, you can definitely check him out. But honestly, he has the knowledge. He's ready to drop it on you. And if you have any aches or pains, let us know, and we will try and help you. Now, you got the kickoff show a little bit later on because it's a 4 o'clock kick tonight, Christmas Eve. I'm going to ask you about Christmas, but yeah. let's introduce our special yes. guest first. So we always talk about football here, but now we're going to talk about football Right, as we all know, I love soccer or football, however you want to call it. Uh, you grew up as it, a soccer man. I did. I played soccer my whole life, <clears throat> and so now we have a special guest, Nathan Walter. He is the jefe, el presidente <laughs> of the Armada, and so I'll let him talk about the Armada. Just to introduce real fast, Armada. You know, we have a soccer team here. They have a U twenty three team. They were a professional a couple years ago. Then that league unfortunately folded, but now. Now, they are part of the MLS umbrella. Yeah, MLS Next Pro. So we like they talk about it. Yeah, and I love the lingo as well. El yeah. Presidente. <laughs> sounds so much better in Spanish, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's an Englishman <laughs> telling you it sounds right, so much you know, better. Joe asked, he can't tell what nationality he is by his accent. And I said, look at his teeth. But then he has great teeth, so then you can't even tell by that. That's a third of my life in America. You know, this is the American <laughs> Listen, you're system. Blessed. That's you're blessed. It. It's blessed. so funny because, it, like, Okay, I'll just admit this right off with Nathan, okay? I get in my cups from time to time. I am the international voice of the PGA Tour, okay? Very cool. So that means I'm talking to Australia, I'm talking to England, I'm talking throughout Europe, Canada, and I occasionally like to think that I can pick up the dialects. I can go Irish if I need to. I can do all these different things. Anyway, I looked at him and I'm like, I don't know if he's Australian or English. And George's like, come on, man, he's from England. Yeah, it's, it's so, because I've been here a while now. It goes, you know, it's that cross between Australian, English, yeah. and then there's like American twang in, in between here yeah. and there. So, 
Yeah. And my man, Spinner Howland, who's a friend uh, yeah. that's been in Jacksonville forever, you know, he's Aussie. And so I, I, like, I gravitate to that. But anyway, I love the sound and Peaky Blinders. Oh, great Tom, show. Tommy Peaky Shelby. Peaky Blinders, yeah. Great show. What a show. Tommy Shelby show. from Maybe Birmingham. you want to smoke yeah. cigarette, chain smoke cigarettes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wish I could carry a flat cap. Yeah. I just, my head is too round and too bold for it. But I would, I, this, I have this envision of me with a flat cap. I've got the coat on, as you can see yeah, today. Yes, but, you do. But yeah. uh, just, uh, you know. don't carry the razor blades around yeah, like yeah, the yeah, Shelby yeah. boys do. So, All right. So I think it's cool what we're talking yeah. about. MLS Next Pro. Yeah. So I'm excited, but I want you to tell people who may not know too much about what's happening. You know, they, they like professional sports teams, They and we're, we're getting one here in Jacksonville. Tell us why we need to be excited, what's going on, the updates and everything happening. Yeah, love it, love it, love it. So we're finally back, right? The most complex thing in America is the soccer landscape. And, uh, you know, we've had to certainly sail the seas, as they say, no pun intended, mm-hmm. uh, over the past five to six years, um, as, as, you, uh, as you stated earlier. We were in the North American Soccer League, which at the time um, was the the Division Two under Major League Soccer. Uh, a long time has happened, and things have started to straighten themselves out. And Major League Soccer have created a league underneath their umbrella, uh, MLS Next Pro. And uh, and thankfully, we're bringing uh, a franchise to Jacksonville, and uh, mm-hmm. we're very excited about it. Um, we've wanted stability in the marketplace for a while. We've been trying to find it. Uh, there's other competing leagues that we had the opportunity to join. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, the business model didn't fit us. It it wasn't the stability that we look to see over the next five to 10 years. Um, Major League Soccer or U.S. Soccer had to come out and take control of the market. One of them has come out and t- taken control of the market. And uh, we're just so thankful that we're under that Major League Soccer brand. Because that is stability. You know, I, I, it's so funny because I'm always a fringe guy. We're talking with Nathan Walter. He's the president of Jacksonville Armada. He's got new stadium plans, and we're, we're talking about MLS Next Pro, which, like you said, is just under MLS, which is I, – I have to admit this, and you can educate us a little bit. It has improved in popularity, notoriety, the talent level. Geo talks about Messi all the time. Anyway, MLS has had a huge uptick in the last two or three years. Huge, huge uptick. And, we, you know, this is just the start. We've we got the catalyst coming in a couple of years with the FIFA Men's World Cup coming to, uh, coming to the United States. And um, so it's just, honestly, we're on this train right now, and it ain't slowing down, and it keeps <laughs> on chewing. And uh, we're super excited about it. And Major League Soccer, when it's all said and done, you know, there's different philosophies across the world on how things are run, and uh, we have to we have to put our thumbs up to Major League Soccer and what they've done. And and like you said, the quality of players coming through, mm-hmm. the young players coming through now. The uh, we're starting to see this gap in Major League Soccer where quality players are now coming to the coming to the marketplace. The caps started to be lifted a little bit. There could be some new cap movement right. here soon that allows mm-hmm. more money to come into the game at that level and better quality players. And that's players. how you're going to get the players, spend more money, right? That's, then then you get the, the world-class players. And it's going up every year. Yeah. Now, question. Some people are going to say, yeah, yeah, Armada coming back. But do you have the land? Yeah, we have the land. We have the land. Okay, but do that's, you have the stadium? We, we have the stadium ready <laughs> to go. <laughs> so it's going to be a soccer-specific stadium. Soccer-specific stadium, guys. yeah. I yeah. mean, that that truly is the stability as well. Right. There was two. There was three key things when it's all said and done. Your ownership group, which we have, mm-hmm. obviously, super committed, uh, has the net worth and the wealth to do it. 
the stadium is, or sorry, the league is the other piece before I get on to the third piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the stadium. And if you look at all the stability in the, in the country at minor league sports, whatever it is, they have one thing truly in common, and that is a home. And uh, now we get to do that. We get to have right. our own home. We're in the uh, sports entertainment district with our neighbors, the Jags, the Icemen, the Shrimp. Um, we have all these, these – that's it. We're home. We're family, right? And uh, it's such a cool project. It's a great mission in the out east area of the sports entertainment district. Okay. So it's on the, street the corner? It's, it's on the north side of uh, the Arlington Expressway coming okay. into the sports entertainment district. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, an opportunity for help with the intrification that's happened in that area. Mm-hmm. We get to kind of be the, the network between the sports entertainment district and the out east, uh, you know, uh, so That's where it market. drops down. Matthews Bridge empties out right there. You've got a lot of, I would call, Springfield area coming in that That's direction. It. That's it. That's exactly it. How big is how many uh, how big is the stadium going to be? Yeah, so the PUD can actually go up to thirty thousand seats. That's the PUD. We're, you know, at some point 30, potentially there, there could be a thirty thousand seat <laughs> stadium, which is cool, right? But the reality for us right now is that five thousand is 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 the starting. But point. it can grow, and it could grow. Yeah, it can absolutely so grow. It's like when we used to cover our seats and then we lift off the covers. Well, it's like uh, it's Bari Orthopedics. You know, yeah. it's growing all the time. <laughs> uh, and so I do get it because you're, you know you're looking at the potential, and I'll use the Jumbo Shrimp as an example. Whenever they first laid the, the footprint, they left Wolfson Park, which was on one side of that sports complex you're talking about, and they ended up building Bragan Field. Anyway, they needed to make it 10,000 seats so they could go to AAA, so they allowed for growth. Same thing that you guys are doing. Now, uh, educate us a little bit more. We're talking with Nathan Walter. He is the president of the Jacksonville Armada and fired up and ready to go. 25 is when we're talking about relaunch, right? So there are two other uh, MLS Next Pro franchises in the state of Florida, right? We're talking Miami and Orlando? Yeah, Miami, Orlando. There's a few expansion markets that are about to come online in the okay. next 12 months. Um, the, co- the cool thing about our league is we have independent teams in the league, mm-hmm. which you know are not affiliated to a major league soccer you know team, and we're one of those. And okay. then there's other teams in the league that are directly right. affiliated to MLS teams. Now, one thing that's going to happen once more independent teams come online, we're actually going to split up into two divisions. So we'll go into this D2 as such, and there'll be, so like MLS 2, mm-hmm. and then there'll be this MLS 3, MLS Next Pro, whatever they call it. How would it. just go up to MLS? Well, who knows, right? Who knows? Who, who, who knows? You've got a dream, right? And Jacksonville, under the Pro League standards of U.S. soccer, it checks all the boxes. So who knows, right? So we just have to prove who that knows? we can get the fans. Let's and do it. Once the fans come in, then we can. That's it. Because the, the MLS stadiums, if I'm not mistaken, are about 20,000. 20,000, yep. Correct. I mean, I don't see why, you know, you can't do that here with, with all the soccer. And, and anytime there's a U.S. men's national team, we, we fill up at least, you know, a, the Jack Stadium. Um, but so my question is, Miami has a, a next pro team, and – and Miami FC would sometimes bring up some of those guys to play in the games if some of the other guys, the MLS guys, were doing their national stuff. Yeah, so, so would you guys be doing that for another pro team? W- no, we wouldn't. We'd be completely independent. And, but could another uh, pro team poach th- one of your guys? They could, if they yeah, yeah, to? yeah. I mean, we can do transfers, right? right? We could sell a player to them. We can, you know, loan a player. Um, but going on to that that comment there, George. Uh, this is very cool. So Columbus Crew just won Major League Soccer, yes. and 
five of those players that just won the championship played in MLS Next Pro's championship and won it with Columbus 2 last year. So there's clearly a defined pathway mm-hmm. of quality of players in the league that we're in that can step up and play at Major League Soccer level. So it's, that's a really, really cool piece is that, that, that we get the opportunity to see high quality level players mm-hmm. who can make the step up to the, to the top professional game, the top professional league in our country. And we're going to see them here in Jacksonville before they make it on the big time. And, and we hope to be one of those teams as well that can be a catalyst to bring a Jacksonville player up into that level and onto the big time. It, it, there's so many great stories when we talk about, you could use any term to phrase this, minor league, uh, you know, uh, ties to uh, the franchise at the top with the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. They're the old Jacksonville Suns. They were the Dodgers and the Mariners and so many others. And then you go to the Icemen. They have an opportunity for them to move up. And we've seen great stories, heard great stories. And so when this happens, I would think the soccer family in Jacksonville, they're going to gravitate to that. They're going to support the heck out of that, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, you know, the fan base here, it's it's – it's an immature, what I would call an immature market mm-hmm. that is on a rocket ship to become a mature market. Mm-hmm. And one of those pieces are, and I've said this a couple of times now, is that the participation levels in this city are incredible. Across adult, across youth participation, it's crazy. And, and we go back to that player development kind of conversation earlier or question earlier. Five years ago, if you had said to me, hey, how close are we to having top professional players come out of Jacksonville? I would have said, well, it's, it's still quite far off, you know. But, um, but the MLS draft was yesterday, mm-hmm. and we had two players. And I had both of them, actually, at U9 level. I, I've been around them a little bit at U9 level, and both of them have come through a, a local youth academy here, JFC, which uh, George's good friend, Tommy Krasanovic, is uh, a mm-hmm. part of. Both of them yesterday just signed three-year MLS uh, contracts to FC Cincinnati and Atlanta. So talent That's is awesome. now coming through. that. That story is huge. We've never had that before. So, George, you grew up here. Gio yeah. grew up here in Jacksonville. Yeah. I grew up in the AUG. So you're basically saying instead of me talking about, I don't know, Giancarlo Stanton or Clayton Kershaw playing here, you're talking about kids that grew up here. Born and raised. Born and raised. Grew up here. Been through the, the player pathway that's been in place for the last 10 years. And, uh, and just signed in the big leagues. You know, you awesome. hear, you hear, you're like You hear big names. Like on 1010XL, we have Daniel Murphy. We have Riley um, Skinner, you know, a handful of guys that came through. Geo as a soccer I, star. Yeah, I can't believe you almost forgot. Uh, he's, yeah. like, he's like, you better recognize me. <laughs> and so we have had so many of those stars that grew up here. But then, you know, we, we always like to reflect on the, the stars that came through our uh, minor league system and became stars. But it is a good story because lacrosse is growing in leaps and bounds. But soccer, I feel like, is entrenched and it's been around for a long time. And a lot of kids are still – they're obviously playing it to success. Yeah, the, the fan culture piece is the next step for us, right? Like, for me, I think it's a generational thing. You know, when I moved here just over 10 years ago, I, I'd speak to an eight or nine year old parent who probably played recreation soccer. You know, in that time, in that era, Man United was probably the only team that they've heard of, right? Mm-hmm. Manchester United. But now you go to the fields and you speak to some of these parents. Some of them have played in college. Some of them have played a really high level. They have an English Premier League team. They have a Major League Soccer yeah. team. Like, it's it, the, the growth is there. And I think the next 10 years right. for us is really exciting. And I'm actually, I was impressed. You know, I covered the when they played the U23 League um, couple, know, six months ago now. Yeah, yep. 
you know, they played at um, at UNF. Yeah. And they had a group of I don't I forget their, what's her name again. The group of people that that come. Yeah, Section Nine Hundred Four. Section Nine Hundred Four. Hooligans is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'd like to be. They got their banners. They got their noisemakers, smoke bombs, and they came to every game. Man. And and to come to a U twenty three, you know, every time. Right. Right. It's pretty dedicated. I, I mean, like that. You know. So and, and some of these guys, the U twenty three, they were they had signed to go play in college. Yeah, they're coming out of local high schools here. They signed mm-hmm. for college, and they're playing in this league to to kind of stay sharp before they go to college. Um, so, uh, you know, there was definitely some talent on it, and uh, you know, it was exciting to see that. I mean, there was one game that on the Open Cup tournament. You had like four. How many people were? Yeah, out there? It, was, it was three and a half thousand. Yeah, there and, you go. Uh, yeah, at, it was at, a, at the UNFC to yeah, watch a U twenty three non professional yeah. team playing. Yeah, uh, so. When you have that much for that, imagine if you have a, a true professional team. How well, I was going to say the out. message is, is that if you start out with a 5,000-seat stadium, then and as you said, there's planned growth. Exactly, and, that, and this, the seating is very much like Lego pieces. So we can add, uh, you know, is we can bench or you get a cushion? Uh, I don't know what you get, maybe. Maybe you I get, get a standard. sweet box. Sweet <laughs> box. You need that old lady cushion like that Amazon Prime Dude, commercial. Yes. With this Listen, man, I don't know sled. what I'm going to do because sometimes I watch my son play, play sports and I sit in a bleacher and I can't get up. After like I'm definitely bringing a cushion with me. This uh, is the orthopedic. Yeah, I, I can't. I'm surgeon saying I'm way too old. <laughs> All right, listen, Nathan. Awesome stuff. We really appreciate it. And obviously, we'll have him back. Yeah, uh, we're going to be able to pick our seats out. And when stuff I announce like that, I'm right? the team doctor, right, Nate? Something like that. Yeah, that's guess. right. That's right. <laughs> well, you get your ticket reservation now. Okay. Go online. It's a hundred dollar ticket reservation. If you get it before January, you get a free Armada jersey. Okay. But uh, there's a bunch of benefits around it, and uh, this kind of kicks off your. Your supporters' journey to us kicking a professional soccer ball. So. I love it. I love it. Awesome. That's great, man. Glad I'm glad that you came on, and I definitely have you on in the future as things develop a little more. We get a little bit more updates. We'll, we'll have We'd you come it. on. Would love it. Would absolutely love it. Appreciate he, you guys. You're the president. He is bucking for VP. <laughs> v, yeah, I mean, I'll do it. If you, if you, I'm not going to beg for it, but if you want me to do it, I'll do it. <laughs> Thank you. I like Nate. Yeah. How about that? You know, I got a buddy who's called Nate Dog. I don't know whether Nathan would like to go with Nate Dog <laughs> as a nickname, but anyway, um, I, I I like the fact that this is a growing community yeah. that you grew up in, bro. And there's no reason to think we can't have more sports and more more young consumers of a different right. sport, right? And uh, you know they play at different times in the NFL, yeah. a lot, <laughs> and so and it, and it's a different. I'm sure it's going to be a different price point. It's a different type of game. It's something else to take your kids to. A lot of kids play soccer, so yeah. now they have they can go live and watch it. it. Listen, I will say this: I love football, American football. I love soccer. <clears throat> Going to the games, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. two different vibes. Yeah. Okay. I'm not bashing anything, but I'll tell you: when I go to Jags games, sometimes people say you're yelling too loud, and I'm like, <laughs> "Why are you here?" Right. And at the soccer games, you're there. Anytime there's a goal scored, you're getting dumped on by something. People are chanting and yelling. So. It's just a different vibe, not better, not worse, just right. different. Yeah. Okay, it's funny. And so you know, it's good. I uh, the son-in-law. You know, I always have these son-in-law power rankings as far as who who moves up, who moves down, as far as the father-in-law is yeah. concerned. You got the Jordan. Don. You got Jordan. You got Joey, and I am the Don. Okay, and so anyway, one of the young son-in-laws grew up playing soccer, so I told young Hyla, "You really want to be married to a soccer player?" And she's like, "He's a stud." 
I'm like, all right, <laughs> damn it, I can't argue with that. <laughs> so anyway, but there, you know, he is a great kid, loves it just as much as you do. All right, now I want to get to at least one question before we're done. Uh, thank you for texting. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can hit the text line at six four one ten ten. We kind of veered off from Breaking Bones, but you know what? It's Christmas yeah, Eve. Man. You know, listen, change it up. Yeah. So I, I'm going to throw this question Big at you, spicy. but. Christmas Eve, man. Yeah. Uh, we have a big party planned later. Okay, there's a 4 o'clock kick for the Jags. And then TLD, the lovely Diane, Italian family. Okay. Let me guess. Seafood and pasta? Yeah. It, it's going to be seafood, sausage, meatballs, peppers, mm-hmm. onions. Yeah. Um, like lasagna won't come out until tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. But... It's all Italian. What about you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, so my wife is, ha- you know, Colombian, mm-hmm. uh, but part Italian, mm-hmm. a little bit, like 25%, but she more identifies Colombian. But she grew up in New York in an Italian neighborhood. Nice. So she's like the only non-Italian there. Yeah. So Christmas Day, it's always pasta with seafood. That's mm-hmm. apparently what yeah. they do. So that's what we do. Christmas Eve is with the uh, – now, some family comes by on Christmas Day, but Christmas Eve is where the whole local that's family a special time. comes together and, yeah. then, you know, eat and whatnot. I like it. Now, young Michael, young George – yeah. Are they going to get killer presents? From Santa, of course. Right. Yeah. yeah my, my wife does a great job. <laughs> of talking of to Santa? <laughs> talking to Santa, letting him know uh, what they need. Have you even heard, like, the main toy that Michael wants? Because he's the youngster. He's uh, the younger you know, Michael's two. three and a half, so it, it's tough. George gets a list. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he has a list. And this year we said this list has to be limited. Yeah. Right? Have to just... And he did a good job. of this. Is, and then he picked also what he thinks his brother Good. Needs. So that's, he picked for his brother. That's a team player. I like yeah. that. I like that. Now, speaking of team player, Trevor Lawrence, I don't know that we know any of the answers when it came to what happened Sunday night against the Baltimore Ravens or what might happen today or going forward. But in concussion protocol, and we talked this entire week, Gio, when you drop by XL Primetime, we're like, it is the great unknown. You can't tell a player that he can come back from a concussion in one week or two weeks or however long. Correct. You have experience. You are the team doctor for Edward Waters University football. So what happens when you're on the sidelines and you see something like what happened to Trevor Sunday night? Because remember, let's remind everybody, he did. it was self-reported by him after the game. Yeah, and it's interesting. We didn't see the hit, um, although there's questionable throws. So we all think that it was sometime before those right. questions. But, or it could be just bad throws. Who knows, right? Uh, so any <clears throat> anytime you think someone has a concussion, uh, nowadays everything's on the, on an app, right? Mm-hmm. But there, I mean, at least at Edward Waters, we use this app on a phone, right? That they take the questions and it it's like it takes about ten fifteen minutes to do, and it's proprioception, and it, it takes you have to actually hold it, uses the the accelerometer on it to check your uh, balance, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and then it gives you a spits out a score, an okay. objective score to say, hey. This guy has a concussion. This guy does not have a concussion, et cetera. Um, so it's, it's very helpful in that sense. Um, so I'm sure these NFL teams have the same thing. Right. Uh, it's not hard to get. And so, you know, we use that for sideline testing to see if people have it or not. Now, saying that, I mean, you don't even need to do that. Those are just for if it's questionable, right? Someone mm-hmm. has a big hit and you don't, you're not sure they trust their answer when they say, yeah, I feel fine. You're like, eh, do you? Right. Now, sometimes people say, man, I see double, or I have a headache, or lights bother me. That 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 doesn't even have to be tested. That's okay. You're goes. You're down. You're sitting down. You're done. Right. Yeah. We're not doing a test to figure out if you have concussion. It is you assumed know. a concussion. Yeah. Now it's the severity until proven otherwise. Okay. Right. 
So, and then after that, you go through concussion protocol, and that could man take you a week. It could take you two weeks, three weeks. Who knows, right? I mean, it's there's no timeline. You know, we say one to two weeks normally, mm-hmm. but it can take longer than that. And, and we have seen people in the past take two, three, four weeks to come back. And obviously, the more you have, the worse it gets. Okay, and so uh, you know that's just how it goes. And, and it's there's no, it's not like a sprained ankle. Yep, two to four weeks and or no. one week of therapy. It's, no. it's just how long is is it going to take your brain to recover from that hit? And we talked about say a bone bruise for somebody. This is a brain bruise and so that's that's definitely a big deal around yeah it's definitely a big deal all right let's finish off with one of these questions uh from one of our listeners a 50 year old male text into geo moderately active this is where i sidebar so am i all right uh four weeks post now what you think (laughs) four weeks post four weeks post rotator cuff and biceps tendon surgery yes in therapy what is a realistic expectation yeah. for a return to lifting yeah. weights in the gym? Is it sometimes I wonder if these are my patients asking me just to test me to see if my answer is the same? <laughs> Maybe. Um, well, what you told me in the office is not what you <laughs> said right, on the radio. Right. So usually it's six weeks in a sling. Okay. okay. Passive range of motion. We do not start light weights till about maybe eight-week time. Okay. okay. We start in very lightweight, eight to 12 weeks where we start lightweight. The studies show that it takes usually a minimum of six months to get your strength back. Saying that, mm-hmm. people take longer. Mm-hmm. Some people never get it back. Okay, We've all seen someone with an injury of like an ACL or whatever, and they'll tell you, yeah, just my right leg just never came back as strong as it was before because that's life. Mm-hmm. When you get an injury, no one can sit and promise you you're going to be 100% the same like you were before. I can promise you that I'm going to do my best to get you as close to po- as possible. Right, right. But I can't say 100 people that are going to 100 surgeries, same surgery, are going to be all back to normal. And I think what's frustrating is let's just use uh, this, you know, the description moderately active as an example. So you, before you get your injury, you're not doing a whole hell of a lot, right? Let's just say you're not doing a lot and you get injured. And then you go through this rehab process and you work what you consider 10 20 times as hard as you did before because you weren't doing anything, right. and yet you're not back to where you want to be. That's just the severity of the injury. That's just getting injured. I mean, we've seen elite NFL players get injured, and people say, yeah, he just wasn't the same. He's good, but he's just not the same guy after the injury. And these are guys who are at the peak of their health, mm-hmm. getting therapy 24-7 in the weight room with a guy staring at him, making sure they're doing it. They're eating the right food. They're doing the right drinks. And they still don't get like they were before, right? Yeah. And, and so that's just, unfortunately, what happens with the injury. Now, saying that, there are going to be people who go back and say, it's like I never had surgery. Right. And that's awesome. Success stories. But, but and, that's not everybody. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and, and that's just something that when you get injured and, you, and you're going to go under the knife, you have to accept, I may not be 100% what I was previous to this injury. Well, if you need help and you got joint pain and you're thinking about either PRP cortisone, you're having to look at the option of surgery, definitely check out bariorthopedics.com. Check out out Dr. George Bari, fellowship trained under the renowned Dr. James Andrews. Best Christmas gift you ever got. I'm just going to start us off. I ever got? Yeah. I don't know. Now, as a kid, was it as a kid? Was it as a parent? Or excuse me, as an adult? All right. Best I ever got as an adult. As an adult. TLD went out Captain Kevin Favor, who does the outdoor show right now, 
was selling. He was a he was a former caddy on tour. Mm-hmm. You believe that? Mm-hmm. And he was selling golf clubs, and she bought the Lynx golf clubs for me. She had no idea. What is about it? That good or bad? Or? Freddie Couples. Freddie Couples won the Lynx golf clubs. Is well, it the same one that he swung? Like he, the game used? It was his line. It was his line of clubs. Oh. One of the best gifts I ever got. Yeah. And then as a kid, did you play any better? Hell no. But as a kid, it was the racetrack. I'm telling you, we loved the racetrack. My dad and my Uncle Tim overserved as they were building the racetrack. Of course, they were Santa back mm-hmm. in the day. Right. This is how old St. Augustine was. They called up White's Hardware in the middle of the night to go get the fee- the piece to fix the racetrack so Santa could deliver it on time. Look at that. That's old school. Your best. <laughs> no, well, I just want to say, speaking of game used, mm-hmm. I was trying to uh, look at some things on Fan Fanatics. Yeah. And a game used Trevor, two of them, Trevor Lawrence jerseys came out. Both of them, I mean, they have stains on them and whatnot. Both of them from games that we lost. You know how much it is, a how game much? used signed jersey? How much? $25,000. you got to be kidding me. I'm not kidding. Are That's, you serious? And this is about three weeks ago I looked at it. On that note. Now, someone look at it now. If it's if it's changed, text us. But 25K is about 24999 too much. That I spent. <laughs> Man. And, by the way, we need and, a and dub. And we lost those games. I was going to say, we need a dub for that They jersey. weren't even wins. All right, we are out. Breaking bones. We had a great Sunday. You got the kickoff show coming up a little bit later on. And Jags, beat the Bucks. Merry just, Christmas. Just do it. <laughs> You've been listening to Breaking Bones with Dr. George Bari and Joe C. on 1010XL.